up, everybody? Um, this is something new we're bringing you guys. I'm Sydney, and I have my my, my buddy, my partner, with me. Hello. Hello. Uh, what's your name, dude? I don't think I, I don't think people out there know you. Oh yeah, uh, Larry. <laughs> All right, Larry. <laughs> so uh, so yeah, I'm Sydney. That's Larry, and this is the first official uh, Death Notes podcast that we're doing. I know you guys hear that. What 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 what's the Death Notes? I don't know what it is. Um, it's a name we came up with. Whether you like it or don't, we don't give a shit. I think it's cool. <laughs> Larry thinks it's cool. If you don't like it, fuck off. Um, wow. I know, right? It's a good way to start. <laughs> so um, this uh, this podcast is is uh, kind of cool and weird. We're trying something out. Me and Larry have been buddies for years now. Um, we both work together, or we used to work together. But um, we always found ourselves talking about music and the music that we like, and it seems like every year um, since we've been knowing each other, we find out that, we in, that we're in love with the same artist or band. Um, it's happened maybe like four times total, I think. And uh, we decided to start talking about it, man. So I don't know, Larry, what do you, uh, what do you think, man? What do, you, um, do you like this idea of us talking about music? I mean, you're here, but what do you think, man, about, about all this, us, us talking about our, our favorite music and bands? Oh, I think it's a good idea. I mean, honestly, we used to basically pass the time at work by just talking about bands and we quickly quickly realized whoa we like a lot of the same stuff and then we were telling each other about stuff we didn't know about and that's kind of what this is about is sharing music that you might not know about and you know digging on new stuff yeah man we're just uh we're digging into our our old cd collections i was definitely a, a cd collector um, and cassette tape collector, actually. I'm still a collector, but not for music. Everything's digital now, but I still collect movies. I have hundreds of Blu-rays, hundreds, hundreds, hundreds of Blu-rays. But um, yeah, I always was a collector. I always, I, like like most people, I don't think there's a few, a lot of people in the world who don't like music, but I've always loved the music. Uh, me and Larry, it was funny when we first um, started talking about music because you, if you looked at both of us, you would never expect that we like the same type of music. Um, you know, I'm, I'm like a gigantic, huge uh, black dude from the lower night world, New Orleans. And Larry's a, a, a skinny little, little white kid <laughs> who's, a, who's a, who's a great musician in his own, in his own rights. Uh, uh, you, You're welcome. And um, seeing us together, you would never expect that, uh, that, yeah, we like a lot of the same music. Um, and it's weird, man. I think I think I'm gonna start off by talking about how um, how I became how I came to get into music and you know and fall in love with music and what kind of made me like it. And you can do the same at some point. And um, I, I had a strange upbringing. Like I I grew up I had a good household with my mom and my dad, but um, my dad was an avid music collector. He's I mean I still have his uh, his collection of of vinyl today. Um, not all of it because a lot of it got destroyed in Hurricane Katrina, but. I still re- actually recently this year I found the old crate that he had with all of his, uh, with most of his vinyl in it, and it's kind of it's kind of cool and special. But um, yeah, when I was growing up, man, like I I was always weird. I was always the weird black kid. Still am today, actually. You ask people, the weird black dude who liked a lot of like rock and roll music, but nobody really knew about it because I didn't have friends who listened to that type of music. All of my friends were were you know were were, were black kids like myself who listened to hip hop and rap and. You know, I grew up listening to in New Orleans to Master P and No Limit Records and Juvenile and Cash Buddy Records and Hootie Who, Hootie Who, man, Hootie Who, dude, and uh, like Wu Tang Clan and and Biggie and um, Rex and Effect, Criss Cross, you know, Bone Thugs and Harmony. That was all the type of music I listened to when I was a kid. All over the place, just weird stuff. I loved it, but I also kind of got into listening to like some rock and roll. Not a lot because my dad didn't own a lot of rock and roll music, but 
one of the first albums I, I heard um, that was rock and roll that he owned was uh, Jimi Hendrix uh, with the Jimi Hendrix Experience. And when I first heard like some Jimi Hendrix playing, it kind of, <laughs> I mean, I, obviously I love, I don't know how to play the guitar, I don't know how to play instruments. I'm not a musician. I just have a pretty good ear for music, I, I would think, but I'm not, I've never been a musician. I played tuba in high school, but it sucked. I wanted to play the drums, but I was big, so big dudes play a tuba, just what they make you do. Um, and I was terrible at it. I hated playing the tuba. But um, but yeah, man, so Jimi Hendrix uh, was my first, you know, foray into rock and roll, and I kind of got hooked. After that, I started, you know, and this was probably like around 13, maybe 14, when I heard Jimi Hendrix, uh, that my dad had a, one of his vinyls. Um, and it was only like the only rock and roll thing he had. I think he had like uh, like Kansas, I think. Um, nice. Like I'm trying to think of stuff he had. He didn't have like uh, like a lot of rock and roll. And that's like Kansas isn't even rock and roll really. But just music that he had like the Bee Gees. Like, I'm thinking about music that wasn't like like R&B soul, you know, and hip hop and stuff. So he had like uh, like Bee Gees, Jimi Hendrix, um, like I said, Kansas. He had like uh, uh, I'm trying to think interesting variety too it, it's just it's just a, there's a lot more but that's only three that popped in my head at the moment but anyway to make a long story short um yeah so i started like you know and and, and movies were a big which most of you who know me probably know i love movies that's kind of my number one passion in life and movies were were another foray into rock and roll and music because i watched a lot of movies and most movies have great um rock and roll soundtracks and scores to them and the, the album that I'm going to be bringing to you today to, to, to check out that I want you to listen to, I found this album from a movie, and I'll tell you more about that later. So what about you, man? How'd you get into music? Um, when I was probably nine or ten, I had an older sister, still do, mm-hmm. and she and her friends exposed me to a lot of stuff. Um, I started off uh, definitely listening to hip-hop first, probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember it was... It was Wu Tang, uh, Coolio, God, Gangster's Paradise. That oh, song. Yeah, I, I, I love Coolio too, dude. <laughs> I mean, look, you say what you want. That it's song so is dope. epic. No, Gangster's, Gangster's, pa- Gangster's Paradise. Uh, what was the, uh, the first one? Fantasy? What was the, the first Fan- one called? Fantasy? Was it Fantasy? I think it I was. Think, I can't remember. What it, the Come Along and Ride on the oh, fan- Fantastic Such a good album. Yeah, I mean, Coolio was dope, dude, for his time. Yep. He was amazing. And Gangster's Paradise is obviously one of the best rap songs of all time, in my opinion. It's so it's so. I classic. agree. Yeah. So then. Um, started, one of her friends had some tapes. I borrowed them and it was corn, Deftones, Nine Inch Nails and Smashing Pumpkins. Yes, yes, yes. And yes. All, all great albums and musicians. I love them all. And it was all <laughs> like, it was like Siamese Dream by Smashing Pumpkins, Adrenaline by the Deftones, the self-titled corn album. And I think, uh, Smells Like Children by Marilyn Manson. And I was like, oh, this is this is awesome because it's got the same hard hitting drums as hip hop, but then it's got all these other instruments and this, you know, a lot of it was very theatrical. Yes. So especially those artists, I was like, yeah, you know, this is cool. So then uh, about a year later, I started playing clarinet in the school band. um, And I was constantly trying to play uh, the beautiful people by Marilyn Manson on the clarinet. (laughs) And it it, it pissed people off to no fucking end. They were like, it it was like, <laughs> and, and, uh, and, and back then, Marilyn Manson was like <clears throat> he was like the cool rock star. Like he wasn't. Yep. It was kind of it was kind of like 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 forbidden to listen to Marilyn Manson at that time because he was like you know worse the devil and dark magic and Marilyn Manson's like like the son of the son of the son of Satan uh, and all this crazy shit. It was like it was crazy with Marilyn Manson back then, dude. I loved it. 
Oh man. So I went to Catholic school at that point, which I yeah, eventually I, got kicked out of. And everyone, we, we, we both, we both were in a band. We both went to Catholic school. That's of course I went to Catholic school too. Everyone hated me at that school. I had the yeah. Marilyn Manson, like lightning bolt symbol on every notebook I owned <laughs> nine inch nails patches all over my backpack. Everyone hated right. me, got picked on all the time. So then music just became my thing, man. I learned how to play guitar Mm-hmm. started joining bands i sang in bands i played guitar in bands i played bass in so, bands toured for a while you self-taught yourself how to play guitar right yeah for the most part i mean you know jimmy i do know jimmy. like he taught me some stuff and we kind of became best friends and he shared so much with me but mm-hmm. ultimately it became a big part of my life i mean i toured in a bunch of bands i uh, right. became an audio engineer for a living that's how you and i met yep um yeah, I mean, music's like my still my main escape today. It's what I do all the time. So you know, that's it. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, it's a it's a, it's a big part of your life. It's a it's a big part of of my life, and and it's one of the things that um, that our friendship has kind of brought us together because we both love music and we both love um, weird, cool, old music, and not that much into new music unless it's kind of you know kind of what it is but we both are more into like older 90s music and shit like that oh yeah but uh but yeah man so so there you guys have it. this is kind of me and uh larry's backstory of of what happened and basically like i would say a year ago maybe maybe more than even a year we started talking about mm-hmm. eventually one day getting together and just doing something and talking about music since it's what we do normally anyway um and now with us being we're currently recording this in the uh the great epic uh, coronavirus, COVID nineteen pandemic, quarantine. So we were like, man, we're home. Neither one of us, neither one of us are working. We're both, we both been um, let go from our jobs or whatever. Um, so we were like, man, let's uh, let's start let's start talking about music, dude. I mean, mm-hmm. like I, I think I told you earlier, I go for I go for little walks every day just to kind of you know get my mind off of stuff and get some cardio and exercise. And I listen to music on my walks. I listen to music while I'm playing video games and I'm playing Madden online. I Spotify music while I'm playing. So me too, you too. Yeah. So we're both still into, still love music and still, still mess around with it. So we thought that we would come up with this, this little podcast where we both each, every time we record, try to uh, tell each other, make each other listen to one of our favorite, you know, albums or artists of all, not of all time, just favorite, favorite music, basically. Um, so that's what we're doing now, guys. We're gonna, me and Larry are both gonna talk about different um, different artists, and then we're both gonna talk about different artists that the other one suggests that we listen to. Um, and we're gonna just kind of gonna be the the flow of things for the first for the for the podcast, unless we decide to change it. But right now, that's what it is. And um, I think I'm gonna start off, I guess. And so the band, I'm, the band I'm bringing to to us today. That I want Larry to listen to. I, it's a band. If you've never heard of him, you probably don't know rock and roll. Um, I know he knew who this band was because everybody knows who, who this band is. And I just thought this album was one of my first purchases that I bought of uh, of music that was rock and roll that wasn't like hip hop and rap. I remember. Um, okay, so I'll, I'll stop being around the bush. So I wanted Larry to listen to uh, The Doors, their first self titled album, titled The Doors, obviously. Um, because it's one of my favorite albums of all time, and The Doors is one of my favorite bands. I'm a big um, Jim Morrison stan, and um, I thought it would be kind of a cool album for us to talk about and listen to. And I know you said you had listened to it in a really long time, so I thought it would be kind of a good introduction for us. And um, yeah, I had never man, heard so, it the whole way through, like not is, in I, one listen, you know? 
that's even better. So I'm I'm I, I'm glad that I picked something that you hadn't even heard all the way through because because listen to this album all the way through um, is is a it's a tour. Um, it's the Doors are are a band. I'll give you guys a little synopsis about them before I let uh, Larry tell us what he thought about the album. So for those of you that don't know, the Doors um, were an American rock band formed in Los Angeles in 1965 with vocalist lead singer Jim Morrison. Keyboardist uh, Ray Manzarek, I think is how you say his last name. Guitarist uh, Robbie Krieger and drummer John Densmore. They were among the most controversial and influential rock acts of the 1960s, mostly because of uh, Morrison's lyrics and voice, along with his erratic stage persona. And the group was widely regarded as an important part of that era's uh, counterculture. Uh, that's just a little synopsis from Wikipedia. But uh, but yeah, I mean, obviously. You know, if you haven't heard of The Doors, you've probably seen something of them in pop culture, not even knowing what it was. Uh, pictures of Jim Morrison in movies, uh, their music in movies, uh, people wearing T-shirts with The Doors or just Jim Morrison kind of. Uh, for those of you who don't know, he he died um, at a really young age. Um, was it a young age or did he die older? I can't honestly, I can't remember. Now it was that a I young age. That. It was a young, young age, age, right? Yeah, he died young. So Jim Morrison died uh, really young. Um, Is he part he, of the 27 Club? Uh, what the the young the under twenty twenty seven year olds Jimi Hendrix Janis Joplin I'll, I'll look that up that's that's possible um, but uh, hold on really while I'm looking that up let me see I feel yes, like he is. he is he died at age twenty seven so he just yep. made it yep um, so yeah so so Jim Morrison is one of those people who uh, after he died became living legend you know like they were a big band when they were when they were out and they were popular but when he died at such a young age um it kind of turned the, the music world upside down and his music lived on and he became like this crazy symbol for you know for dying you know at a young age of being super talented and not being able to live up to his full potential i guess but um but yeah man so you've probably seen them or heard their music and not even know it and i'll go through some some movies later especially one movie uh, in particular that made me that brought the doors to me. But um, actually, I'll do that now before I let before I let you go so I can get all that stuff out of the way. So so the doors, I, this is how I found the doors. Um, as I said before, I watched a lot of movies. And when I was a kid, I watched a lot of movies with my dad that I probably shouldn't have watched. Um, but he didn't care. He let me watch whatever he was watching. He never kind of turned the TV off or told me to close my eyes and go in the room. He just, my dad was, my dad was crazy like that. He let me watch anything. Um, so I was about 13 or 14. This had to be uh 95 96ish era i guess and um my dad was in the front room and he was watching this little movie uh where this guy uh is in this room um kind of going crazy um doing karate drinking uh what, what i think was whiskey or, or rum or something and breaking mirrors and watching um the fan in the ceiling making it look like it's a helicopter spinning and that movie is Apocalypse Now. So when I was like 13 or 14, I walked in on my dad watching Apocalypse Now. My dad was a war vet and all the, he loved all those war movies. I don't know if he loved them or not, but he, he watched a lot of war movies. So I don't know if it made him reminisce about shit or whatever. I don't know. But um, he's watching Apocalypse Now, walked in right in the beginning. And this uh, this song started playing. And I, I even back then, like 14, 13, I, I watched a lot of movies, but I had never seen a montage <laughs> like the opening credits of uh, Apocalypse Now directed by Francis Ford Coppola with uh with Martin Sheen um basically almost naked half naked in his room going crazy 
with the doors, uh, the end playing in the background. Um, and it kind of blew my mind, man, as a kid. I saw that and the music immediately resonated with me. I don't know what it was. I'd never heard the doors before, but that song just kind of blew my mind the way it was kind of slow and then then got higher. Then at the end, just kind of got crazy as Martin Sheen's going crazy and and cutting himself and punching mirrors and doing karate. It was just the craziest shit I ever seen at the, at the time in the movie. Uh, I didn't watch the rest of the movie because at 13 or 14 years old, Apocalypse Now made absolutely no sense to me. So after that scene, I watched like a little bit of Harrison Ford in like a room talking to some army people. And I was like, yeah, I'm gonna go back to my room and, and play games. Um, but that scene kind of went crazy. Are you still there, Larry? Yep. Okay, cool. I was make sure I didn't lose you. Um, but yeah, so that introduced me to The Doors. My dad didn't have The Doors music, but I always remember that song. And when I got a little older, I went to, um, to a record store here in here in the city and when i was like going doing going my doing my uh my finding cool music that i heard a long time ago thing i found the doors uh album but it was on v it was on cassette tape and i uh purchased it and i think i listened to it like 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 75 times dude like i it was it was something i had never heard before it was insane um and the end which is a one of my favorite songs of all time is like literally like an 11, a 12 minute, I think song. It, it goes on forever. Um, yeah. And that's, and that's, and I just, ever since then, I, I started listening to a lot of Doors music and I love a lot of their music. I don't love every album that they ever made. I, I love a lot of songs from the albums, but their first, their first album is the one that I kind of resonate the most with because it was the first thing I heard. And I liked that album from front to end. Um, but yeah, that's, that's my, uh, that's my door story, man. And that's why I thought it would be kind of cool to talk about it. Um, because it's they're a, they're a unique group. Everybody's like the Doors. Um, famously, in, in the movie Almost Famous, uh, Lester Bangs, played by Philip Seymour Hoffman, has a line where he says that they're just drunken buffoons. You know, they don't really know. They're not uh, great musicians. They're just drunk, drunken buffoons, um, which is which might be true because it's, a lot of their music is just Jim Morrison doing poetry, um, talking a lot of jibber jibber jabber over the great musicians, just playing playing the hell out of their instruments. Um, and it makes sense sometimes. A lot of times it doesn't make sense. But when it does make sense and the music goes with it, it's kind of euphoric. I think the end is a, is the perfect tune for them. I think it's their best song they ever made. And uh, yeah, man. So so what did you think of your first time listening to The Doors straight through? Or if you have any knowledge about The Doors beforehand, you can talk about it. But what do you think of the album? Um, Honestly? Yeah. Oh, be honest, please. How many people can hate me for this? Not, no, the, big, not the biggest fan. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. <laughs> First album, he doesn't like it. That's great. Great choice. I love it. I'm glad, I'm glad you all like it got it in a weird way. Uh, so here's the thing. Yeah. My my experience with the Doors is nowhere near yours. Like I yes. I was not exposed to them in a way mm. that like resonates with me. Right. So you know, I try I, I started listening to the album, got through the first three songs, had to take a break. <laughs> and it was because it was like the first two songs, even though I like them, I like rock yeah. music. They just didn't stand out to me very much. Right. Um, but that third song, Crystal Ship, it almost sounds mm-hmm. like it doesn't even belong on the album. That's it's fun. just, it's so slow. It's so tamed down from the first two. Yeah. And then like uh, Alabama song and yes. End of the Night and The End. I don't think any of those songs fit on the album, but those are the ones I liked. Yeah, no, they're they're all all of those songs are different. This is a, this is a weird album, their first album, because it's it's a mix of a lot of what would eventually be weird Doors music. Um, they have like like their what I would consider rock and roll pop songs on this album, like um, 
break on through to the other side, which is if you listen to the lyrics, it's a really cool, um, like kind of dark song, but but it's it's really poppy. Like it was, and I think that was their first actual it song. Was, yeah, I think it on was the radio. Too. Yeah. Well, that song um, I've heard so many times. Yeah. I mean, exactly. movie trailers, just everywhere. It's just yeah. always that's, licensed somewhere, you know. Yeah, and I, I like that's that song. That's definitely their biggest song of their, um, in my opinion, of their whole catalog because it's probably the most popular one. Um, but you don't, yeah, think, I mean, you don't think light the fire or whatever? Well, I was, I was about to get to light my fire. I, I think that that was break on through to the other side for some reason. Cause I, I've heard that in more movies and in more TV commercials and stuff than any of their other music. So that's, that's probably why I'm saying that, but I could be wrong, but I just feel like that song is light my fire. I think is a better song to break on through to the other side. But I feel like for some reason that's, that song is just something that people, when they think of the doors, they think of. Um, and I could be wrong. I don't. I don't know what people think of the Doors. I haven't talked. You're, you're the first person. No, that's wrong. That's the first, I've talked to a few people about the Doors, but you're the first person I'm talking to in depth about any of their music. So it's kind of cool. Um. So, just to continue with what I was thinking, light my light. Is it light my fire? It's light my fire. Seven right. seven minutes long. A lot, a lot a lot of instrument playing. And in I don't don't that like song. that song. I'm never mm-hmm. gonna like that song. Yeah, I've right. heard it a million times. Mm-hmm. If you go to a sporting event, they're gonna play it. Like I. I don't need to hear that song ever again. <laughs> nice. So, but the four songs I did like, I really yeah. liked. Like that Alabama song, the whiskey, which, which uh, isn't even their song. That's a they. Uh, that's a song from somebody from the 1920s that they kind of remade, I guess. Uh it's it sounds yeah. like polka music on acid. I it freaking love it. Like, it. It does sound like weird polka music for sure. <laughs> and and what, what was hard for me with this album is I listen to some weird stuff, like stuff that normal music listeners will never listen to because it's basically just noise yes so i'm open to experimental but like Mm -hmm. i all right here's what it is i've always liked the doors especially riders in the storm yes i do have a little bit of a connection to that song i -hmm. like the album morrison hotel a lot yeah um but this album i don't think it flows very well from start to finish. So mm-hmm. I think that I would enjoy it more like listening to it off and on. I think right. what, I think that's why I didn't like it as much as I thought I would is like the full listen through for the first time. Mm-hmm. It was a little tiring. Like it was like there's some meandering parts and then like yeah. there's, you know, it's, it's almost like a bunch of two minute songs and then holy crap, here's a seven minute. And then we go into a, like a 14 minute song. Yeah. No, I mean, you're not wrong. You're absolutely right. I mean, it seems like they didn't know, you know, what they were doing when they made this album. It was just like, obviously they're talented dudes. They have a, they have a great lead singer with some crazy, you know, lyrics for these songs and they're, and they're awesome musicians. So basically when they, when they made this album, it was just these guys who had before this, I think were just performing in like uh, bars and nightclubs and shit like that. Mm-hmm. And, um, and they decided to kind of put an album together and they just kind of took, a lot of like, like to me, it's almost like I, I don't know this for for a fact, but I feel like I can almost I almost know the songs that that different dudes liked in the band. You know, like I feel like it's it's obvious to me that stuff like uh, the end and light my fire and end of the night, all that stuff was like stuff that Jim Morrison like really dug. If you, just if you know his persona and the way he was, he kind of carried himself. He was a, well, it's the more theatrical songs. Yes, he he was very into the showmanship. You know, he liked. Yeah. Um, being crazy on stage and and basically for a long time he would perform on stage with his back to the crowd he wouldn't turn and face the, the crowd when he performed um and people hated that you know and and it was like basically him doing his build up to 
you know, at some point throughout throughout the uh, throughout the show, he would turn around. It would be like, oh my god, he's fine. showing himself. You know, it was, it's cool. He liked the actors. Jim Morrison was was a film major. He went to I think UCLA um, or something like that, and he wanted to make movies. He wanted to be a filmmaker, and he did. I think I think he did make a lot of little little films in film school, but he ended up like kind of accidentally um, joining his band in a, in a weird way, um, and it kind of made it what it is because you take his weird theatrics and stage presence and his, his voice um, and, you know, the music that these guys play. Cause, cause I always looked at the doors as this weird group of misfits who was like, this one dude is insane. And he just likes talking to people on the mic for, you don't know how long it's going to be. It could be two minutes or it can be 20 minutes. And he'll just go into these rants and, you know, and the other guys just kind of have to literally play music along with him and kind of ride his, ride his vibe, like ride his, his flow of how he's gone. Like, like some of my favorite stuff, even though I love the, their first album, some of my favorite music is their live albums because you really get a sense of how, how they would perform in front of people. And it would just be, I, I was about to say that I like their live albums better yeah, the than live, their actual the, albums. Yeah. The live albums are so dope, dude, because it just, it's, it's basically just Jim Morrison just going on these, these long tirades of, of lyrics and just poetry and just the musicians, the artists and guys trying to <laughs> try to play guitar along with him and kind of flow with him. And sometimes I would go fast. I would go slow. They would stop. They would, it, was, it was just, it's crazy. It's weird. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I totally get what you're saying. It's definitely a weird album with, uh, with super, with radio songs and non-radio songs, mm-hmm. um, which seems like, you know, I don't know why they did it like that. Maybe they figured it was good to put a lot of radio songs because it would get played, you know, like they were, they were trying to think of another market. But they also wanted to put like songs that kind of felt like their live performances, which is like the end and light my fire and stuff like that. So I don't know, man. But it's uh, that's that's, that's so I did not expect you to do. That's kind of it's kind of cool. I'm kind of glad you kind of like in a weird way. I mean, if, if, we, not... if, we, if we if we both just kind of talked about our love for it, it would be kind of overkill. So that's kind of that's kind of cool. But but I, I mean, get it. I, it's fine. Man. It doesn't. It's not for everybody. And I understand. Like I know the type of music you like, and I know that there's some of it you do like and some of it you don't like. But I, I know why you don't like what you like. Though I totally understand. I mean, it's just for me, for the basis of, of what we're doing with this. Yes. It's about listening like kind of continuously the whole way through and letting the album wash over you. Exactly. I, that's and exactly what we're trying to do with this. This sure. album was just difficult to do that with because it's a little, and like, I, I don't want to use the word frantic because I like that kind of thing. Like, I like yeah. daughters. You know that. That's the most frantic yeah. music on the planet. Absolutely. Um, who, by the way, there is no way that the singer to Daughters is not influenced by Jim Morrison. <laughs> oh, well, for sure, dude. I mean, a, there lot, is a, no a, way. A, a lot of rock and roll and, and like metal dudes, or not metal, but mostly rock and roll dudes who sang are influenced by Jim Morrison because he just, he just, he was just one of those dudes, man. Like he was just, he had a look. I mean, even the way he, he dressed, was, he like was the, the already weird guy. He was, dude. Like even the way he dressed, like uh, like movies like The Lost Boys. We looked at the, lo- the Lost Boys, um, the the eighties, uh, I think it was the late eighties, uh, vampire flick, which is one of my mm-hmm. favorite movies. It's heavily like Joe Schumacher in that movie is heavily influenced by yeah. Jim Morrison and the Doors. There's even a gigantic you can uh, tell. picture of Jim Morrison in, in the cave for the vampires. If you see it, like as soon as you go in that cave of vampires, it's a huge, mm-hmm. huge photo of Jim Morrison. I remember um, but that. Yeah the, yeah, the way those guys dress, the way the vampires dress, it's like. It's like rock and roll, leather jacket, Jim Morrison uh, vibe. So yeah. it totally, it totally makes sense. Um, but yeah, I think a lot, of, a lot of people are, dude, and it's, it's evident in a, a lot of music that we'll probably talk about later on. But, uh, but yeah, man. So it's, it's, it's cool, dude. I'm kind of, I'm glad that you were able to listen to it, even though it took you a couple of days to get through. Then it did. To, to, it took to me get, four days to get. It took you four days to get through eleven tracks. That is, that is insane. <laughs> 
That's it. That's four days with the eleven songs. That is crazy. Uh, that's, that's so funny. But uh, but hey, it's 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 Larry, man. What can you do? Eleven tracks. It's so crazy. The saddest part is like I probably listened to four hundred other bands' tracks during that four day period. Yeah, it's, that's easily. All I could say is I'm glad you got through it. I um, did. Yeah, I'm glad you got through it. I'm hey. I, I'm kind of I'm kind of glad that it's the first time you listen to the whole thing through. And you, I still you, like you know, the doors. I think it's cool. Exactly, of course. Even if you don't like it, it's even if you if you don't like a lot of songs, you still a, a, a fan. I of the like the doors. So, yeah. yeah. Like so so yeah. So that's so that's that's uh, the first album that I suggested. It was it wasn't a it wasn't a home run uh, with, with, with my buddy Larry. It wasn't a, it wasn't a knockout of the park. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to do better next time I pick. I mean, but, it was a um, it was a bunt, you know. <laughs> yeah, it was a bunt. It was a bunt. So he got he, he got the first base. He got the first base. He got the first base. But um, but now let's bring up let's bring up uh the album that that you suggested for me, man. Tell me about your uh your pick and and why you chose it. All right, so I picked um an album called Soundtracks by the band mm-hmm. Can. Um, yes. some of the reasons I picked this is number one, when Sydney picked something from the seventies, I was like, okay. I could do something from the 90s, 2000s and be really different. Yes. But then I was like, let me think about something in that time period so that the aesthetic would still kind of match up. Yeah. You know, because like we wrote, we, I always think of it like this. Albums from that time period are a very different experience than albums today. I mean, Absolutely. it's so different. And yeah. they, don't, they don't, they don't make music like, and our albums like they, oh, make, like they used to make them back then. It's impossible. No. They just don't do it. They don't do it. And, and, no. and the thing is, is like, I can for me is not a band that I know tons of history about or any of that. Basically I was giving, given the tape, like the mm-hmm. literal little cassette tape of soundtrack by a friend in like freshman year of high school mm-hmm. and just fell in love with it. And nice. the thing I like about it is it's not a normal album. It's not at all. a collection of music can wrote for movies from that, right. from like the late sixties, early seventies. And it, and I, I don't think it's the best flowing album ever, but what I like about it is this, it marries my two favorite things, songs that can stand on their own and film score music. Yes. And I that agree. is my, my two favorite things about music. So for me, I was like, this album was such an eye opener because there's crazy instrumentation on it. I mean, I think there's clarinet in one song. I think there's a <laughs> flute, like, like it's just insane, you know. Yeah, um, a lot of a lot of music from what I what I found out recently after listening to them. It's kind of cool. Um, but Can, I guess I should have said this at first. Uh, they were a German experimental rock band mm-hmm. formed in Cologne in 1968. Um, and their bass player, whose name I probably will butcher, Holger Zuke. Um, Sounds corrupt to me. Um, he is just a genius. I mean, as an audio engineer and as somebody who produces music and is really into recording, yeah. uh, you know, he was one of the first to start splicing tapes together and basically doing stuff that modern producers and hip hop artists do with reel to reel tape. Yeah. I think, I think it's cool that it says, uh, on his thing that he's, uh, the bass player and tape editing, which is like, I never yep. see anybody in a, in a band where it says tape editing. So I just, right off the bat, that's kind of different and kind of cool, you know? Yeah, I mean, he used to literally, they'd record their takes or whatever, mm-hmm. and then he would cut the tape and splice them together to make new drum patterns and weird stuff, and nobody was doing that back then. That That's innovation, really. Absolutely. And that's all that's people crazy. do today. All modern pop music is edited, cut together. It's it's warped. It's messed with, you know. 
All through a computer. All through a computer. This dude sitting there doing it with a razor blade and some tape. Yeah, it's in, it's insane. It, I mean, it's insane to think about. Just, I mean, not even talk about music, but just people back then from that era, like the way they had to be, they had to come up with different ways to kind of do cool shit, you know. And it's like the fact that this this guy kind of started doing that back then with music was just so cool and experimental. And I'm I'm actually a little um, little pissed at myself for never having heard heard of these dudes before. Um, uh, who's who's really quick? Who's who's some other people that were in the band? I know it's what like four of them, four or five members. Well, they had some member changes. Like I know they went through a, a good amount of singers, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, I believe soundtracks. I don't know if the original singer is on that one or if he was already gone because it's like their second album. One, but, one, um, of their, uh, one of their lead singers afterwards was like a, was Japanese, right? I believe so. Point? I believe so. Um, Ermin Schmidt played keyboards. Michael Car- mm-hmm. Caroli was guitar, and Jackie Labitz was the drummer. Nice. It's good. Um, it's, if that's how you say his name, that's a cool last name for a drummer, Labitz. <laughs> yep. Oh yeah, I didn't even put that together. Pretty so. Cool. They did have a lot of random touring members and temporary mm-hmm. musicians they hired because their pieces were a little too big to just have four people playing them at times. Right. So, you know, um, I don't know. What did you think of it? Tell me, tell me what you thought. Okay, so this is what I'm going to say about, um, about the group Can. Um, unlike You With The Doors, I had never heard of Can before. never heard any of their music whatsoever. Um, so I was excited when you told me to to check them out and check out this this specific album soundtracks. And s- since you told me that the first time I heard the album, I've been listening to Can like on repeat constantly. Like I, nice. I've been I I'm kind of in love with this with this band and their music, dude. I don't know why. I, I do know why, and we'll talk about it later. But these uh this music is fucking awesome, dude. <laughs> like like this album in general uh, is great. Um, it's not. It's not a, it's another short album, kind of like the Doors album, but it's uh, it's dope, dude. Like this, this soundtrack album has only seven tracks on it, right? Mm-hmm. And it's only thirty five minutes, so you literally could listen to it while you go go to get gas in your car and come back home, and it'll be done. Um, true, but, that, that is true. Very true. But yeah, man, the fact that this that this these songs were from um, movies that they scored that I've never seen before, and I actually wanted their movies, I have to look for it because. My favorite song on the album is the uh, the title track, um, Deadlock. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not really the title track, but it's the first song on the album. And all I got to say is, man, what a way to start off an album, dude, because it's my favorite song on the album. And I was just, you know, it, it basically, it destroyed the album for me because once I heard that as the first song, I fell in love with the, with, with the music instantly and no other song on the album was as good as that first song. So and, I and, and, actually agree with you. Yeah, that and, and, is exactly what happens. Yeah. It's, it's not a, it's not a bad thing. I still loved all the rest of the music, but that first song just hits so hard, dude. I was like, man, mm-hmm. one, one, one day, you know, I love like adding music to, I have this big list, long playlist of hundreds of songs um, that I have uh, of music that I want to use in movies. And this, uh, this deadlock song, which is from a movie called deadlock, I plan to use one day in a, in a film because it is a fantastic opening song, but uh, but yeah, Can's great, dude. I mean, since uh, since listening to that sound that soundtrack album, I've I've downloaded a bunch of their music. Um, uh, Delay, nineteen sixty eight, uh, the Lost nice. Tape, which was kind of more recent, came out two thousand fourteen. I kind of listened to uh, Monster Movie. I listened to like I, I've listened to a lot That's of shit. That's a good dude. one, Monster Movie. That's yeah, their first album. Yeah, it's it's their music is dope, dude. I love it. Um, yeah, I, don't, I, I can't say anything more about it. I mean, I, it was definitely a, 
it, it wasn't a bunt. It was a home run for this because these guys were fantastic. <laughs> and um, I loved all of the music. I mean, I would say, like I already said, I think my favorite song uh, definitely is Deadlock. And I also love, um, is it is it Mother Sky or Soul Desert? Which one is like the 14-minute song? Uh, Mother Sky. Mother, yeah, I love Mother Sky because it's just a lot of music. And I love uh, rock and roll music where they just play instruments for a long period of time. Really? Um, I so love you that, like dude. you I mean, you like the jam aspect, like oh, the... it's, it's one of my favorite things of of any music. Like even in modern day music, uh, it's one of the reasons why, why I really liked Kanye West um, when he first was coming out because I felt like as a hip hop artist and as like a producer, he would put extra music in his songs. That like he would have songs that would start off for a, a while before people even talk. You know, and he would just have mm-hmm. like 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 Timbaland did a lot as well. And I'm just relating rock and roll hip hop, but. I love music. It's like their own Easter eggs. Yes, exactly. Like I, I just love music where it's not always about the vocals. It's sometimes you just let the. That's one of the reasons why I like the Doors. I mean, the Doors does that a lot. Um, when Jim Morrison is not talking and they're just um, the the musician, the artist, the the guitarist, and guys are just playing music. Um, and oh, I love like, that. Uh, I will say that I, you know I forgot to say something about Doors, but yeah. it goes along with what you just said. Mm-hmm. Okay, right. the last song is it called the end? The end. Yeah. Okay. At the end, when it explodes after like yeah. eleven minutes of like weird meandering, and he's I mean, yelling, I didn't, like, I, didn't even, I didn't even talk about that. That's like my one of my favorite endings of a song ever. He <laughs> starts crazy. yelling. Morrison starts yelling "fuck" or something over and yeah, over he, again. He's I got, it's, he's talking about like his like fucking a mom or something like that in the in verse. And if you look oh, at the lyrics, really, yes, he's talking about like like fucking a mother. I didn't, and, like, I didn't and, like, even. And he just says "fuck" over and over and over again, like "fuck me, baby" and shit like that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's so it's good cool. though. Like it's that. Insane. That is probably my favorite part of that album. When that thing yeah, exploded, absolutely. I was like, all right. And I couldn't yeah. believe it because I'm like, this is one of the longest songs. How could this be? <laughs> yeah, and I and after, after doing some research on that song, we're going to get back to Cam, just really quick because we didn't really talk about, about I know, the I, I just had to say that part. No, I'm glad you said it because I want to talk about that song in, in general and I forgot. But but yeah, I mean, um, that song was made to like two different tracks, basically. They, they recorded it. It's basically two tracks uh, cut into one to make it seem like one continuous long song. Oh, really? Um, apparently. But uh, but yeah, man. Like at the end, at the end of that song, he just and that's what I, that's one of the things I love about Jim Morrison in general and some of the Doors music. Like one of my favorite songs, when the music's over, um, is another song on my on my list of movies to play. Um, list of music to play in movies. That's I think that song is a great intro to a movie if you ever like a gangster movie something like that. But um, when the music's over, there's just these parts in, in some in some of their music. It happens in the end. Where Jim Morrison just loses his shit, you know what I mean? He just yeah, throughout, it's a climax. Throughout, yeah, it's like throughout, and, and he's we talked about it, he's like really the, uh, thematic, and he's all about um, the showmanship and building mm-hmm. tension and setting the stage. And he like he a lot of songs he would be like you know talking low and like stuff like that, and then and then he would at some point into the song just start yelling and screaming and just going crazy and losing his shit. It's like. That's what I love. I love that. That's what that's one of the reasons why I love like heavy metal and because I love people screaming on music. Um, but it has to be like put to like good beats and good music. Like, it has to make sense. I don't just like an entire song people screaming. Like it has to be so, a crescendo, you know. I love music yeah. by crescendos, you know. The whole loud, soft dynamic yeah. of music is is literally my favorite part of music. Yeah, me too, dude. That's, that's why, why I that's like me. the Deftones so much because yes. they they do the loud, quiet thing better than anybody. Yeah, I mean that's why that's why we both like Radiohead. I mean it's like like mm-hmm. a lot of bands that we love. That's exactly because because I just I love what I what I call cinematic music, and it's not it's not really a real ter- a real term, but no, it I is. Feel, it definitely yeah, is. Yeah, like I love music that's cinematic. Like I love music that tells a story, and I love music that 
builds tension in the song, even when you're not even realizing it. And um, one of one of my favorite songs by Radiohead is "Climb Up the Walls," um, which is which I think it does that perfectly, where it just starts off slow and builds to this this just operatic ending with uh, with Tom York screaming and just knocking over the the music and um, the Beatles "Helter Skelter" is like that. Where, I mean, that that song's kind of rock and roll the entire time, but the end of that song is just them like screaming and like knocking over music and yep. beating, beating guitars and. You know, I, I got blisters on my fingers. Like, I love that type of shit. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so I, I love that too, man. So that's another reason why I love The Doors. I love um, musicians and, and singers who do that because I just, I feel it. Like, when, when that shit happens, like, I'm listening to the song, I, I almost feel like I'm there, like, vibing with these dudes, going crazy and insane. Um, so, yeah, so that's that's a quick little thing on The Doors with the end. But that song's awesome. Check it out if you haven't heard it. But, yeah, back to Can, man. So, yeah, I would say... Um, like I said, Deadlock is my favorite song on the album, but I pretty much love every song. In the beginning, the first time, I wasn't a huge fan of Tango Whiskey Man, the second song. It's a weird song. Uh, it's a weird song. And I and I was like, yeah, if I had to pick one, this would probably be the one I probably wouldn't listen to that much. But now, after do you listen- think it's because it comes after your favorite song and it's kind of like a total departure? That might have something to do with it. I, I'm not sure, but it's definitely a, a weird song to put out the Deadlock. I agree. But, but I, yeah, it's such a weird song. But I would say after the last two days of like, because I've listened to this album now probably like eight times, I think if I can if I can count up on a hand. Really? I, yeah, I listened to it probably like eight. It's not. It's, awesome. it's, only, it's only thirty five minutes. It's not that long. And I really it like. Really it really isn't long. Yeah, it's 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 not long at all. So I would say yeah, like the last couple of times, including yesterday and today, when I went for my walk and I listened to the album, I I actually kind of love Tango Whiskey Man now. So I don't know what mm-hmm. it is. I don't know why in the beginning I didn't like it that much, but it I listened time. to it today. It's got to marinate. Yeah. Yeah, I listened to it yesterday today that I was like, ah, I'm kind of wrong. This song's kind of fucking awesome as well. I so, had the same experience with that song. Yeah, so so at the end of the day, I looked at it and I was like, this might be a perfect album. <laughs> it's just it's a music of, of of music from movies, but I after all seven songs, dude, I kinda like every single one of them. Um Don't Turn the Light, Don't Turn the Lights On. Uh, oh yeah. It's one of my favorites, and it's because it sounds like a, another band um, that I'll talk about the influence by by Can, in my opinion. Probably this song sounds the most like that band. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, man. So Can is awesome. I I want to thank you for recommending it. It's such a it's such an out the out the park, out the out the blue kind of recommendation. But I love it because I didn't know who they were, and now I love them, and they're one of my favorite bands. So you uh, nice. you won you you won this round. If we were going against each other, if this, <laughs> if this was a fucking contest. You would win, so you know you you won, but congratulations, Cad is awesome. What can I say? Awesome, That's German great. G- German uh, rock and roll, which is kind of funny if you really think about crowd it. Crowd rock both, is what they crowd, call it. Yeah, crowd rock. Crowd so, rock. So Can and and the Doors both, um, in my opinion, fall in, in this category that that was called like psychedelic rock. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, like definitely, definitely. This this music that like these that, that all the hippies and shit were listening to back in the day. LSD, like, baby. Yeah, taking LSD, wearing flower crowns, you know, totally. having having sex, having orgies, doing drugs, and just listening to cool music, vibing out. You know, like that's what both of these bands um, mm-hmm. kind of brought to the table, which is which is kind of cool because we kind of did it accidentally, but it kind of just happened. So that's. That's a good uh that's a good blend. So yeah, man, I mean that's that's all I gotta say about can. We can we can uh kind of move on if you want to, unless there's anything. Let's do it. What's uh actually what's your favorite track from the album? I didn't I didn't catch your favorite song from it. From have, the can album? Yeah, from the can album. So for me, it's it's tough, but there's two. It's either um the deadbolt, uh the one that you said. Yeah. Deadlock, sorry, deadlock. Deadlock, yeah. 
or she brings the rain, believe it or not, because she also, brings the rain no, has nice that too, it has that upright bass, that symphony line. Absolutely. Like that that song for me has mm-hmm. been a huge influence in my life on the idea of scoring film. Um, because there are not a lot of scores these days that have vocals to them. Right. If they do, it's a popular radio song in Fast and the Furious. It's not, <laughs> right. it's not something a composer or a group of musicians wrote specifically for it. Right. It's rare, you know, is all I'm saying. So I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think it happens hardly any, any now. I can't, I can't, I can't I think, think so of the last... I think of the last movie where an actual band, a musician, a real musician, not like a computer, yeah, I know. made like a music for a movie. I can't think of when it happened. Well, I mean? I, yeah, Queen of the Dam, Jonathan Davis. I mean, was it that? Is is that the last one? That was like that was like that's such a long one of the one. last popular ones, I would say. Nice, which might be an album that might come up on this podcast. Or oh, it's coming up on. Oh, dude, <laughs> you and I, me, me and you both love that album. So at some that, point, we got to talk about it. It's happening, buddy. Yeah, Queen of Dam soundtrack is amazing. So, guys, if you want to hear some 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 cool music for future, listen to Queen of Dam soundtrack. It's fucking awesome. Oh, that's um, so good. Ah, so that, that's cool, man. That's such, a, that's such a good, such a cool thing. So that so that that mu- that song kind of inspires you to to kind of kind of do what you want to do with like composing music. That's fucking awesome. Dude. Well, because you know, like when you imagine this, this is what I think about. Yeah, I would love for Kanye to score a movie. Me too, dude. With lyrics and everything. I would watch the shit out of the worst movie <laughs> on the planet yeah. to watch Kanye go in his mind and be like, how do I convey emotion I, and whatever's going on in this film with my lyrics and my music? That shit would be amazing. I think, yeah, I think he would be great at it, man. I mean, it's it's a lot, a lot of our favorite musicians have done it. Obviously, uh, Trent Reznor being one of the oh, biggest yeah. ones. Uh, we're both Nine Inch Nails fans, and Trent Reznor, but no and, vocals, and, right? And, and, and no vocals. And Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross have both uh, scored oh, um, a, lot, a lot of movies, like a lot of David Fincher films, and they're 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 working constantly now on movies and TV shows. Which and their great. scores are all amazing. Yeah, they're they're. I mean, they're real good. I, I, how could they not be, dude? They're, those, they're I know. Great. But uh, but yeah, I, w- I would love to to hear somebody like Kanye West. Um, not 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 crazy not crazy Kanye West like old school yeah old like, school like Kanye West at his at his at his max like maybe around the graduation era yeah um, oh, like, or eight oh eight and heartbreaks or eight oh eight and heart or even Yeezus like even Yeezus he was a little crazy but he was still like thinking out the box yeah um, yeah yeah now he's kind of yeah, off the rails <laughs> yeah, he's, he's just I don't I don't know what's going on with him now he's uh, he's a Kardashian so who knows. Although but, um, I did like him and Kid Kid Cudi's album they did together, the like Ghost. Oh yeah, that, one. yeah, that was probably the last good music he's made. That uh, Kid See Ghost. Oh, dude, yeah, that's, that, a, that's, a, that's a fantastic that album. So I agree. Good. Yeah, God. one of my favorite songs of the album is the song Reborn. Oh, um, you which telling is me? Probably one of one of the best songs made in recent recent time as far as hip hop. Totally agree. Yeah, and Kid Cudi's great too. He might make an appearance at some point. But um, yeah, I would love to see Kanye score a movie and actually do the music and. Just have yep. the whole thing be him. It would be kind of cool and, and weird. Would, a, a lot of his music is cinematic as well. Like he makes a lot of music, especially music back in the day. He makes a lot of music that was uh that feels like thematic, you know, and like he's telling stories and, and shit with it. And he's Kanye West is great, man. He's a great, he's a great composer, great music artist, and great hip hop uh rapper. You know, maybe not as of late, but him at his <laughs> him at his peak, he was fantastic. I mean, what can so, I say? Yeah, our point is basically we'd love to see more artists actually do this today. Yes, absolutely. Um, not and not to take away from film scores because me and Sydney are both huge fans of film scores in general. Absolutely love them. Uh, I, I listen to I listen to film scores constantly. <laughs> so do I. Yeah. And I mean, you know, uh, for us, it's just 
that's what's so different about the Can album is that mm-hmm. it's not an album that was written to be together. It's a bunch of, bunch of soundtrack music. music. Yeah. But it fits. And you're like, how does this work? It just does. And I agree with Sydney upon first listen, certain songs stick out and you're like, is like Tango Whiskey. You're like, is that, is that, I don't know if that works here. And then right. later you're like, oh shit, it does. And it's definitely like a slow burn, gotta let yeah. it marinate type album. Yeah, every every everything, and you guys are the listeners. You know, if you if you're music fans, you listen to music. Everything doesn't always vibe with you when you first hear it. I mean, there's there's mm-hmm. some there's just great music that the first time you hear it, you love it. And there's some music, just like some movies, that just have to grow on you. Like if you if you give it if it's if it, if you can tell that it's good because it's coming from a good artist, and you just you know maybe maybe don't listen to it for a little while, then go back to it later, you might get a different different vibe from it. That's what happened with this song. I mean. Um, I listened to this album, like I said, like eight times. And like for the first six times, I, I, I might have skipped that song when I heard it because I wasn't vibing with it. And then I listened to it the last couple of days and I was like, this song's, this song's awesome. So I don't know. I don't know what I was on, or what I was vibing with, but it wasn't, I wasn't feeling it, but now I'm feeling it. So who knows, man? Music, good music will do that to you, dude. You can listen to it yep. today. You can listen to it a, a year from now. You'll always find something different to like about it. Uh, you know, so that's what good music does, man. Good music is I awesome. Agree. You probably love it, dude. It's got a challenge in some way. Absolutely. So, so next up, we're gonna. I figure we'll talk about um, these bands and how they influenced uh, a okay. lot of music today. Um, so we can basically talk about. We, we can start with the Doors, since that's kind of what we've been doing. We we'll do the Doors and what we can, and we, right. we can we can say because a lot of people won't know like who the, who was who were influenced by a lot of these bands. So the Doors, um, who a lot of you probably could just guess by their t- their sound and their type of music. A lot of people who kind of literally sound just like the Doors are, are even close. Um, a lot of people who are inspired by the Doors. I'll start off with uh, Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. Um, if you guys oh, are into him. Nick Cave, who I love, love him. Um, love Nick Cave um, and the Bad Seeds. Awesome, cool music. A uh, little little trivia: the first time I heard Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds was in a movie Scream One in the first Scream movie. Oh, nice. Um, I didn't. I had never heard his music before. Um, and I heard that song, uh, I can't remember the exact name of the song is, but they play it in, in Scream, and I was like, this song's pretty pretty dope, and I went back and found it, and then started listening to Nick Cave a lot, so his his voice is dope. He's also an actor, for those of you who don't know, he's been in a lot of movies. Uh, you know Nick how Cave I found out cool. about Nick Cave? Oh. His first band, The Birthday Party, is one of my yeah. favorite bands, and has been since I was a teenager. Nice, that's, so, that's awesome, dude. That's so uh, cool. I'm a huge Nick Cave fan. There you go. So it's, it's all synergy, man. It's all synergy. So, um, so Nick Cave, um, uh, Stone Temple Pilots um, were influenced oh, I see by, that. Definitely. Influenced by Scott Wyland. Yeah, not 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 a bunch, but it's some of their music, like Wicked Garden. You can hear really, mm-hmm. uh, really Doors, um, Doors vibes, and like that. Um, this band probably two bands in, in particular. I'll go to next. Um, Nine Inch Nails as well, but that, that's not one of the bands. But Nine Inch Nails was influenced a little by the Doors, with Trent Reznor having his whole Jim Morrison thing a little bit, mm-hmm. um, and his sound, the way the way he carries his voice and everything. But uh, one band that I think, and once you hear once you hear the song, you know it. I mean, it's so Doors, like the Doors could have wrote it. It's uh, Echo and the Bunnymen. Oh yeah, and their uh, their number one song, The Killing Moon, which, mm-hmm. which I love and is super. Super fun, cool, depressing, <laughs> fun and depressing, which doesn't make sense, but it's it's a weird song, but it's it's super cool. Um, and yeah, you can hear from Echo and the Bunny Minute. They they're just all they love the Doors, and it's obvious hearing their music that they're influenced by a lot of Doors music. Um, and another one is uh, Joy Division. Um, oh, definitely. 
when, if you hear, you know, know who Joy Division uh, is and heard their music, and um, you definitely can be like, yeah, there, there's definitely some Doors influences with that that music, man. Especially um, their song "24 Four Hours," um, which just sounds like a like a like a like a Doors special. It's such a beautiful, beautiful song. Um, there's a lot of others, but I think those are the, the main ones that I that I realized. I was like, yeah, if, if you if you listen to his music, man, you'd probably be into the Doors because a lot of these guys. A lot of their sound kind of comes from the doors and just just basically just influence. Everybody's influenced by somebody. You know, everybody who makes music or listen to music has been influenced uh, by somebody down the line. And it all just comes full circle, man. So what do you think? Who's uh, who's who's been influenced by Cam? Um, so I got four. Four. Like, let me First hear. one, I think, is obvious to a lot of people, which is Radiohead. Yes. Radiohead, um, without a doubt. Is which, is which is probably one of the reasons why I love the band uh, Can because I'm a huge Radiohead fan, and uh, the song on the soundtrack album "Don't Turn the Light On" just is a Radiohead special. Like if you've never, if you like Radiohead, you've never heard of Can before. If you don't want to listen to all their music, just go find the song "Don't Don't Turn the Light On" because it just sounds like a Radiohead song. Like it does. So it much. sounds it's, exactly like a Radiohead. Exactly like it. It's crazy, but yeah, of course they of course they're influenced by it. Um. And a lot of people think that a lot of the fan base think that um, mm-hmm. a lot of people hear like early Tom York and even modern Tom York uh, yeah. in in Cannes vocals. Um, then LCD sound system. Nice. A tribe called Quest and the Jesus and the Quest. Mary Chain, which I nice. think is I think that goes about showing um, my thing about and this is true for the doors, too. But for can. Mm-hmm they really influenced whole genres of music like noise, rock, noise, funk, psychedelic, experimental, Mm -hmm. electronic music, hip hop. So I feel like they're one of those bands that you can find remnants of their inspiration in almost any genre. Absolutely. You know, and I think that's true for the doors too. You know, I mean, the door is hugely influential, especially Morrison. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I agree. Yeah, I feel like I feel like can for sure. Now that I've heard their music, I just I I hear just their their tone, their sound, and so much of music that that I liked over the years. Um, that's why I'm kind of embarrassing myself. I never heard of them before um, because I well, probably, they're a niche I, I probably would have. Yeah, I, probably, know, I feel like, like I would have been rocking out to them a long time ago if I, if I would have knew who they were. It's you know, hard to find some of the more like yeah, they have popularity, but they're still an underground niche band as far as that period. Yeah, they're, and they're I, not and I, a Led Zeppelin, you know. Right, exactly, and I'm and I'm not a huge um, underground music guy. Like I, I've never been um, my my entire life liking music. I've never been, except maybe with a little hip hop uh, early on in, in like the '90s. But I've never been one to kind of seek out underground bands that people like cult bands, basically, which people love, who a lot of people don't know about. And that's probably just my detriment. I've just never been one to seek that stuff out. So a lot of music that I like that I love is just popular bands. Like I'm one of those one of those dudes who like popular music. Um, it's my it's my fault. It's what it is. But I love that I have friends like you and and friends like my buddy David and other friends who I know um, who are who, who who have a really good extensive music catalog and they can suggest cool bands and cool stuff to listen to um, that I might not have known about because I love even though I don't seek out underground and new music i love finding new music you know because it's all it's fun to me when i find uh bands that i kind of love that i didn't know about oh yeah um, so yeah it's awesome dude i also i want to mention uh one more person we already talked about who uh who was influenced kind of by uh by can and that's the it's mr uh mr yeezus himself kanye west 
Oh, yeah. um, who one of his songs on Drunken High Girls, which is on the graduation album, um, which fe- features Most Deaf, he sampled um, uh, one of Can's songs in that in that uh, in that song, which is kind of fucking cool. Yeah. So cool. so the, as we've been talking about Kanye West in this <laughs> in this uh, this 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 audio podcast about rock and roll, he comes back, he ma- he makes it full circle. So that's kind of cool. Well, you know, it's all universal, man. I mean, Absolutely. I feel I've always felt like no matter what genre something's in, I can always find stuff I like there, you know, like yeah, it, everything's so closely related to music. People try and separate it, but it, man, it's pretty hard to do. Like music's a very subjective thing. It's people's creativity, literally, I agree. you know, so yeah. it is what it is. Like I, I listen to Deftones one minute. I listen to Dillinger Escape Plan. Then I'm listening to freaking Kanye. And yeah. I mean, the next second, I just, I don't know if it's an ADD music thing or if it's just like, <laughs> I don't really care. All that stuff touches me in some way. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm the exact same way. I think, I think that's why we, we both vibe with music, dude, because I have such a, what I feel like is a, a large palette of different genres. I, I like a lot of different genres of music, like um, just because we're talking about Kanye West. I can listen to a Kanye West album, but I can go listen to um, a classical album of Bach music, you know? Um, oh yeah. Or, or, or Mozart Damn. or something. Then, then I then I can go and listen to Led Zeppelin, you know. What I mean, so it's like I uh, I like a lot of a lot of different music. Um, mm-hmm. It's just the sound. I just like the sound of it. So as long as it sounds good and it's interesting, I'll I'll pretty much listen to anything. Um, so so yeah, man. So that's that's awesome, dude. So I mean, we uh we both talked about talked about the influence. So let's wrap this thing up, man. We've been, we've always been yep. talking about an hour an hour right now. We were. Before we did this, we were like, uh, we were probably talking for probably about 45 minutes or 40 minutes. And and I was like, yeah, once we start talking about this shit, dude, it might last a long time. So now we're almost coming up on an hour. <laughs> yeah, you're so right. let's, let's close it out, man. I think we can close it out by by basically saying um, if if we're going to add these uh, specific albums that we suggested to each other to our uh, collections. And um, I think I might know your answer already for, for the doors, but I will say because I've already spoiled it. But yeah, I actually added um, Can's uh, album Soundtracks our soundtrack, however you say it, to, uh, to my collection. It's already in my Apple, uh, iTunes, uh, playlist. It's already on my Spotify. So, and I, and I also added more of that music. So it wasn't just like that one album. I went back and added more of the music. So, uh, can is definitely a, a band that I'm going to be digging into and, uh, digging into crates and finding a lot of their stuff and, and, uh, loving them, man. So can's awesome. So what about you with, uh, with the door self-titled album? Does it, uh, does it go to your collection or not? Yes, because I need to listen to it again. Yes, nice. All right, that's a good answer. So I'm glad. See, see, even though he doesn't like it, guys, he wasn't vibing with it too heavily. Even though he does like a lot of the music, he's still giving it another chance. He's gonna listen to it more. Oh, I have to, and that's I have and that's, to. and that's all you can do. It's all you can hope for is for us to give you guys his music if you don't know where it is, and for well, you to check it out. If you don't like it, listen to it again. You might like it a second time. You might not have been high the first time. Maybe for like the Doors music, you got to be high to listen to it. I'm not saying get high. Could be. I'm not, I'm not saying get high. I'm not saying get high. Listen I'm music, saying get high. Larry's saying, you know what? Fuck it. Get high. Get high. <laughs> <laughs> and listen to Can at the Doors because it probably will make your experience ten times better. Like you just, I have listened to, I have listened to the song the end while being pretty high before, and it's a, it's a different experience. I'm just gonna put it out there. It's fantastic. Um, so yeah, so get high if you want to. I don't get high. Whatever, you, whatever your choice is. If you're a musician. You're probably getting high because, you know, all the musicians get high. We love to get high. I'm not a musician, but I'm putting myself in that category. Um, but, yeah, man, so that's awesome. So you're adding it. I'm adding Cam. So at the, end of the, at the end of the day, we both came away with some some cool music and uh, some great discussion about this music. 
And uh, this is awesome, dude. I'm glad we decided to do this, man. This was kind of fun talking to you about this. And this is probably the most uh, serious talk we've had about music ever because usually we just talk shit about yeah. uh, about music. And we actually kind of got serious and had like topics and quotes and stuff. So so I'm glad we got through this. But yeah, episode one down, man. I mean, this is kind of cool. We're going to keep doing this, guys. If you like it, um, hit us up on Facebook. Um, if you're friends with us um, or not, we'll, we'll tell you where to go. This is going to be on YouTube and maybe... Spotify at, at some point, but look for us on uh, the Deaf Notes. That's D E D E A F N O T E S podcast, um, which is a mix of uh, Deaf Tones and an anime called Deaf Note. If you've never heard of it, um, which is kind of weird but kind of cool. Um, not inspired by my friend David, who's currently watching Deaf Note. I know he'll thank that, but it's not. Um, but uh, still love you, D. But shout out, um, shout out to Moss. He's the man. He's gonna. He's probably gonna make an appearance on this podcast. Uh, oh, he several, definitely will. Several times. Me and him have a, have, a, have a film podcast called the Parking Lot Podcast that you guys can mm-hmm. check out at some point. Uh, whenever it comes out, we'll we'll keep you posted. But um, but yeah, definitely. Uh, We're gonna have out. David when we pick a Wu Tang album. Uh, well, yeah, but that's 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 so on the news. He's the biggest Wu Tang fan. I like I like I'm gonna give him something he, he doesn't like, like just to fuck with. Oh, him. all right, um, all right, yeah, I'm yeah, down. Yeah. Like we'll probably definitely have him on for Wu Tang album because he has to talk about it. Um, but I'm definitely going to suggest some music to him to get him out of his comfort zone. Uh, maybe some Arcade Fire because he hates Arcade Fire. I'll give him like Arcade uh, Fire <laughs> to listen to just to fuck with him because I love Arcade uh, Fire. He really doesn't but, like that. Man. He hates Arcade Fire, so that, that'll be my way to get at him to give him an Arcade uh, Fire album to listen to. But uh, but anyway, that's it, guys. We're out. Like I said, check us out um, on YouTube if you want to um, hear more of our episodes. That's the Death Notes podcast. And uh, this was fun. I I enjoyed it. I know Larry enjoyed it as well. And uh, we're out, guys. Thank you for being with us. You can find me at Instagram at Sid Ant-Man if you want to see me taking photos of beautiful women, which is kind of all it is on there. Um, That's S-I-D-A-N-T-A-N-S-I-D-A-N-T-M-A-N, Sid Ant-Man on Instagram. Um, And Larry, if you want to plug in your social media, you don't have to, but if you want to, you can. I'll do it in the future. I don't know any of my links. I don't even know what they are. He's too cool to give out links. I'm, you know, I'm. A, I, I don't even know what they are. I, you know, it's he, probably exactly. like he's too cool. Like Jim Morrison wouldn't get. It's wouldn't probably give out like <laughs> it's probably something horrible. Like underscore audio guys. So I, probably, I don't know. It's, it's probably is. yeah. It probably is something horrible. But uh, anyway, it doesn't matter, guys. So get get with us. Uh, we're also thinking about adding these uh, albums to Spotify. We're going to do a Spotify playlist. Yeah. Um, so you'll be able to go and check that out, um, which will probably be under uh, the Deaf Notes uh, podcast, where you can probably hear the Cans album and hear. Um, the Doors self-titled album and eventually we'll add stuff to it every time we do an album. But yeah, that's that's it. Uh, we're out. Thanks for checking in with us and digging in the crates with the Death yeah. Note podcast. We'll be here uh, soon again for more music. Uh, keep on rocking, guys. Bye. Later. Peace out. Peace out.